0: Welcome to Get On Purpose, the podcast to get clear on what matters to you, get moving, and get results. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 19. We thought it would be a great idea to create a compilation, the highlights of the conversations we've had throughout the season, of the top tips and ideas that we kind of unpacked, that we thought they were Interesting. So, you know, to do that, I had to listen to them all again. And uh, from that, I discovered that I said fantastic a lot. I said it a lot. I'm here in Radio Hub studio with Silky and Bush, if you can believe it or not, the owners who are very Australian. And uh, we're in a beautiful recording studio, you know, so we're stepping up, making that quality you know, a little bit better for our listeners. So I'm here with Nicole, my producer, and uh, you know, she's been very good. Full of grace and humility. Not mentioning how many times I say "fantastic." It was fantastic that you say "fantastic" a lot. Um, it's only when you binge, though, you hear that. Yeah, I, we didn't know. So you binge the season, which we think is also a good way to really um, digest everything in one fair go. One big walk, one big, you know, car drive, whatever it is. Fantastic. So the, you know, let's start with the last episode, which is really. You know, the power of one, Professor Eunice highlighting the importance of you know taking your own power and putting it to 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 good purpose. You're followed by, you know, we had uh, John speaking about his story and how important it is to own your story because it's only you that can can really make that happen. And then the importance of taking action. and you know the standard you walk by is the standard you accept, coming from episode sixteen from Melinda. And then, you know, the distinction of, you know, exactly how many leaders are you going to try and create throughout your life and your career from Simon? And, of course, we would be remiss to forget one cup at a time. How could we not think about walking the talk? You know, if you're going to just make a change and it's going to be yours, you're going to own it, then you've got to walk the talk. Embracing your fear and exploring what is possible followed by an ending with the first episode, which was standing in your integrity and human beings being linked to your why. All of that is summarized in the compilation we're about to hit you with. So here we go. Let's have a listen and and go from there. So let's start our compilation summary with Professor Muhammad Yunus on the power of one, a theme which rang through every guest's message. Start with one, know your power.
1: Use your power and please, please don't waste your power. Encourage young people to discover their purpose, define their purpose as they go through uh, their education system. Year after year, they grow up. Uh, By the time they finish school, they should be ready not only with the knowledge, but also to what use they make of this knowledge for. This is a fundamental thing. That's mm-hmm. where the purpose is needed. Otherwise, this is just drifting along back and forth, not knowing what this is all about. So this very important aspect of it. I can make myself useful to several persons, not just one person. And in order to do that, whatever I have done is relevant for many other people without me being uh, careful about designing such thing. I'm just designing it for a few people right in front of me. Uh, so that's how it became wider and wider because once you can address the problem of few people, uh, you have actually hit the point where this is a common theme and you can solve the problem of the rest of the people, uh, global people. So no problem is a local problem. no problem is an individual problem. no problem is a localized problem. All problems we see around us are actually global problems. Mm-hmm. We see it in only on our locality. That's how we think it's only problem here. But once you try to overcome that, try to solve that, you have hit the checkpoint because yeah. now it's available. Now it can be done anywhere, in any place with any people because people are the same, no matter where they live, how they live, etc one you that's what should want. this is just like a, the saying that goes thousand mile journey starts with one step yes. similarly reaching 1 million has to start with one step one person if you can do one person you re- repeat it for the second person and that's the whole process there is a leadership thing inside of this whole story is a stubbornness you don't get swayed by people criticizing you naysayers cannot be done because the whole world says it cannot be done. And still, they say it can be done. Uh, so, you have to have belief in what you're doing, faith in your work, and continue on the course. Because if, if you get persuaded by others that it cannot be done, that's the end of the story. It never gets done. So, uh, and I have to believe that the all impossibles can be made possible. So, impossible should not get you off the track, impossible should not get you scared off. Uh, It gets you excited. (laughs) Now that it's impossible, somebody has to make it possible, and I'm the one. We have glasses, but we are bifocal glasses. We have one size of uh, dollar signs to look at ourselves, to take care of ourselves, but we have a longer vision to see the rest of the world. That part is missing in the capitalist theory. So I'm saying, all I'm saying, put down the dollar sign glasses, take the bifocal glasses. And then you'll see the world in two different ways, perspective. And you can play a role in both worlds. And one is money-making business, and another is social business, business to solve problems. It's a wonderful experience to do that. And that's the whole thesis of the world. I invite them to realize that they are powerful. Unless you feel that you're powerful, you not know what you're missing. So you feel powerful and ask yourself what use you're going to make of this power. If you don't use it, that you'd be all wasted away. If you use it, you can change the whole world. That's the power you have. So don't miss it. Don't waste it. Use it. Make a new world.
0: John Beckett, founder of Seed, following his instinct for goodness and backing it with data, creating head and heart connected entrepreneurs one person at a time
2: it's all about foundations for us you know we do i guess in some ways similar work to what you're doing karen but uh for us it's it's that deep understanding of purpose which which for me starts with the idea of story you know people humans form our understanding of who we are by telling stories about ourselves so we you know we go back into our history and we try and understand what's formed us and shaped us and then We choose how to frame those events and experiences and put them together into a story about us that we put out into the world. The foundation for us in the work that we do is to help people understand their story. Where have they come from? What are the things that drive them? What are their passions? What are their desires for the future? And to shape those into a sense of identity where they can make statements not just about the roles that they inhabit or the things that they do but statements about who they are and so we work a lot with people around helping them understand who who I am and for them to own an I am statement about who they are and then the second piece is around context understanding where they've been placed and, and for us again it's, you know, in the faith context to understand and imagine what a different possible future for that context or that place is when you put those two things together then you have a strong foundation from which you can make decisions to know when stuff's not right and it's really a a a practice i guess of being attuned to that and then and once you practice that well it's it's the courage really to make the decisions that you need to make to to cut the stuff that's not in alignment, and to spend to spend the time on the stuff that is. But when you when you get into a team context, um, you know, not everyone's as intuitive. <laughs> I guess um, you know, processes are really helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: but again, it's pretty. The big picture stuff's really important for me. So the story, you know, at an organisational level, we just tell the story over and over again there is fear wrapped up in that and for a lot of people there's good reason in that fear because they've been let down or um, you know they don't have feel like they might have the agency to make the change that they want to see um, and in order to do that you really need a community of support you know you've got people like Vicky that you've mentioned and and others who not only hold you accountable but but pick you up when things are tough and uh, yeah. and and I think a key thing for people who are thinking about making a change is you know, try and gather with a community of people who are gonna who are gonna cheer you on and support you, uh, because that that can give you the confidence and the courage to make the changes that you need to make. Because I'm pretty highly intuitive, but in this day and age you can't avoid uh, needing it. And then I've, you know, because I've needed it, you know, seen the value. And basically I I use data to to validate or invalidate uh, what my intuition is telling me, basically. We've been, we've been blown away by this in the, in the last two years. Um, and I spend a lot of time in my head thinking about the future. Um, but the recognition over the last couple of years, how little most people, how much, how little time most people get to do that and what a privilege it is. Um so I'd encourage people to carve out the time for imagination I think as well if we lose the capacity to imagine um, then we often get stuck in the reality of, of what life is so I think it's it's a practice of being thankful of recognizing the good mm. things about your life and not always wishing that life was something different but then yeah. particularly when you yeah. look beyond Absolutely. yourself and uh, being able to imagine that life could be something other than it currently is, particularly for the people that you're trying to serve. Because if, if we can't imagine a different future, then there's no agitation for change, you know, there's no possibility that we're going to move somewhere if we can't first imagine it. Enrich or bless or serve the lives of the people who are in front of me for the next 10 minutes. Um, and, and for me, again, purpose is all about uh, the people that are in front of you. It's not about yourself. And so how can you best serve them, not best serve your needs or what you think their needs are, but actually try and deeply understand them, listen to them, and um, do something that enriches their lives in that 10 minutes that you've been gifted uh, in relationship with those people.
0: Melinda Tankard-Reist, from MTR and Collective Shout, working to create a world free of sexploitation, shares with us the importance of taking a stand, one issue at a time.
3: Their voice matters, their actions count, they can make a difference. This is not just rhetoric, it's not just sloganeering. It actually is the case. So a lot of people write to me and say, your action makes me feel brave. They'll say, I, in the past, would have seen, you know, some inappropriate clothing for children, sexual slogans on children's clothing, uh, the adult DVDs next to the kids' DVDs. I would have seen, you know, an inappropriate uh, billboard with a pornified image of a woman and not done anything because they said, I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only person that felt that way. But now I realize I'm backed by thousands of people who feel the same way, and I will take action. To realize they don't have to be passive victims of a toxic culture. They can engage, they can bring about change, and and that they have actually a duty to. You know, the standard you walk past is the standard you accept. Silence is the language of complicity. Speaking out is the language of change. Uh, without investing in myself, my health, my well-being, my physical and mental and spiritual health, that I would not be sustainable for the for the long haul. Mm. So uh, my favorite thing to do is actually to disappear. I go into the bush, I go into the wilderness with a pack on my back, and I turn my phone off, and people won't know where to find me or where I am, and I just disappear. Being true to your founding vision, your original vision there are other people with other agendas that might try to sway you there's people that say it's not possible that it won't work that you can't do it i love proving those people wrong you know that we'd have thousands of people involved that we would be able to have so many victories you know regularly and that we would really be at the forefront of uh, a tipping point you know in this area so it, it, what you've said is correct. You have to be in it for the long haul. You're not going to get changed overnight, but change will come if we work together and stay the course and don't be swayed from our, our vision and purpose.
0: Simon Brewis-Weston, CEO of Flexi Group, highlights the importance and responsibilities of creating leaders one person at a time
4: what legacy i can leave behind i don't talk about legacy and whether i have a 60 foot boat when i finish my career but more in terms of how many leaders have evolved from a work sense from you know working with me or underneath me that Mm -hmm. have gone on to make wonderful changes in the world Um, do i leave my daughter with the right set of values and moral compass to live her life and make a productive difference in the world i mean that's really my purpose We've come across a situation, and people have said, "But
0: I love that. I love that. So that a, a great, simple thought that every one of our listeners can have in their head is: Are you operating as a leader to the butt, or are you, or you, or you just staying true to to the to the direction you're heading yeah, in? That the great yeah. leaders
4: that I've worked for over time or been great mentors to me. I've always dealt with the butt by saying there is no butt. Getting an operating rhythm uh, and keeping it is very underrated. People like consistency yeah. and they like consistency of operation and some people especially leaders can can often roll a little bit with the flow but for your rank and file teams they need rhythm. People just having a sense of a rhythm whether it's Monday you review sales whether it's yeah. Tuesday you go through all the projects or yeah. on keeping that rhythm in a company and then underpinning that or always underpin that with the values. And I think on the converse side you need to know when technology is over intruding into your life. Yeah.
0: There's
4: another great study that when your handphone is within distance, your it's cognitive your cognitive ability actually decreases because we've become so uh, mm, used to the distraction of constantly with the phone and they've tested it mm. with students and when the phone is not in the room they do better in tests than when it's in their bag or in their pocket or even on the desk. I also adage is comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it brings me back to remind me what makes me happy. You can always be chasing something. There will always be something to chase mm-hmm. for. And constantly looking and comparing at others that you don't think is necessarily good for you. It's good to do occasionally, but what is important to you and what is success for you? And I have a great line from a friend of mine, John Karagoon, I read in his book a, a couple of weeks ago, is comparison is the thief of joy.
0: Abigail foresight from Keep Cup, fighting the good fight against the war with waste, one cup at a time. Now a real priority for us Australians. Now that China has stopped accepting our solid waste, thank goodness.
5: Walking you walk, like being true. Being true. if you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you believe in something, act accordingly. Uh, I never walk past a piece of rubbish on the street. If I see it, I pick it up and put it in the bin. Mm-hmm. So I guess that, that talks to um, the values of the business. We just did some uh, customer journey mapping. And what we found was that even though pe- people love our product because they love the way it looks and they love the way the colours and they love So, you know, and that's deli- a deliberate strategy on our part. We don't think that sustainability alone will get you there. You're going to have to want to use something for additional reasons but that most people felt um, not confident to talk about sustainability and and I thought about that and I thought about that even in relation to myself that I sort of you know I never want to be held out as a greenie because I feel like that's just an invitation to be shot down in flames Um, and and really I I would like uh, our purpose is to be really inclusive about what we do so everyone has a everyone has a stake in the outcome so everyone's got to have a seat at the table to talk about it I think it's important to surround yourself with people who uh, either represent your values or challenge them in some way so that so that you kept honest and kept on track because uh, it's very easy in your daily life to sort of motor along down a path and then think hey how did I get here this is not you know my Uh, there were consequences to this behaviour that I didn't foresee at the time so having people in your life that can um, help you keep on track with those consequences I think is important. Walking your walk is about um, showing leadership in your actions as much as in what you say. Didn't tell anyone what they should be doing, it just presented questions that we all answered ourselves sitting in our landrooms at home going gosh this is not right we we need to do something about this so that was really, that was powerful The most powerful sort of Marketing tool we have in our business is someone standing in a cafe getting a keep cup refilled, and, and making yeah. normalising that behaviour. There's nothing more powerful than that, and I think that increasingly with our technological world, people underestimate that. That that when you're when you're selling a business or marketing business. Selling yourself is a part of it. You need to come across as some someone that, you know, is reliable and trustworthy and, and is going to do what they say they do. So uh, building relationships is, um, yeah, very important. Uh, and I think that in, within that, being curious and listening. So um, some of the, the best business tips I've ever got are from people who said, I don't understand why you do this, that, or that seems like a silly idea because it's in, in those questions that they ask and that perspective that you can either abandon the idea, but more often sort of it galvanizes what's important to you about it so you can move through the issues.
0: And now we'll hear from Heather Swan from Baseclimb who shares with us her approach to fear and looking after her future selves when we get there. We thank ourselves.
6: I guess my blueprint is to live authentically, to to share your experiences in an authentic, open way with other people. It's also to understand and confront fear where it's not helpful and where it diminishes not only our own experience of life but our ability to live fully and engage fully with other people. I think our personal purpose and our company's purpose is to explore what's possible. So we like to push the limits of what's possible for us physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually and we're privileged to do that in a way that other people find interesting and inspiring, i.e. climbing mountains and flying wingsuits and flying in hot air balloons and jumping out of planes getting insight into what just how much you can do and how those physical challenges that are way beyond our everyday life make us stronger healthier richer they let us see more hear more feel more and just be a happier more you know effective person every day I break it down into what would my future self want me to do today? What would my future self thank me for doing today? And I make a little list, and I just find that keeps me on track, on point, and thinking more creatively and more laterally, and and it makes me happy, because I think about the person that I am today, and I'm thankful to the person that I was in the past who challenged the notion that I could not climb and jump off a high Himalayan mountain. My limiting beliefs about what was possible for me and I'm so grateful to my past self for having done that because she delivered me a life that I could never have imagined. Start the day with movement. I always start the day I'm fortunate to be able to run on a bush trail in uh, in the Australian bush But I also, so starting the day that way, just clears all the junk out and I always feel fantastic at the end of a run. And I also try to fit in some mindfulness time, some meditation time, and just that time with myself to say, okay, what can I do today to not only empower this day, but empower the future days. And if I'm really in a bit of a funk, then I give my dog a cuddle and all's good. Put yourself first because everything we do starts with our own integrity, our own ability to be fully present for the other people in our lives, to be fully present to our purpose and to me that is about being physically and emotionally fit so paying attention to making sure you move every day, making sure that you take time out just to sit and be with yourself making sure that you eat really healthily.
0: Therese Kier, who individually and through her business, The Divine Company, are fighting the good fight to remove chemicals and toxins from our products because everybody is somebody. So what are you buying?
7: Being in integrity, you know, standing in honesty and authenticity and in love in everything that I do. For me, without integrity, nothing works. And everything I do, everything I share is thoroughly researched um, and is shared in the hope of making a difference to others in some way. And it's very exciting to stand in that and to honour that in everything that I do. It's really about being real and being honest, being open and being raw and standing, you know, not only for our team, ourselves as such, but standing for a better uh, future for everybody and having our team. The funny thing is that when you have or you create an intent for a business as a CEO of a company, that intent filters through to everyone. So mm. whatever I am feeling, the energy that I'm portraying, you know, whether that's out in public or whether that's with my team, it will impact the people in every part of my organization, and um, you know what I really stand for, what myself and my other fellow directors stand for within our company, is being real, being so in integrity that people know that um, our products are truth on label, that what we say is a hundred percent research, what we provide is the best that can be provided. It's really about being a stand for something much greater than yourself and having your company and your people be a stand for that and creating uh, products and providing information that um, ultimately will hopefully transform the world. We're human beings not human doings so uh, always remembering also a real key is the why of what we're doing. You know we hear that a lot and it's a bit cliche but We have to come back to, as a company, um, the why of why we're doing this and the reason and the passion behind a business. So I, I believe in business and to be successful in business, you have to really, really have a clear why so that you stand in that and then you have that filter through to every member of staff and then anyone who is touching your product gets to experience that both retailers who are selling your product and consumers who are buying the product as such. And when you actually do that, it's a a gift. And our uh, motto of our company or our mantra uh, rather is, as I embrace the riches of nature to cleanse and nurture my body, I restore myself, my divinity and the service I am to all that is. I always wondered why somebody didn't do something about that. And then Mm -hmm. I realized I am somebody. Every person is somebody and companies will only stop making products that are poisoning not only our bodies, our health, our infertility, but also our planet when we stop buying them. It all comes back to that. The individual choices that we make have a ripple effect. And I believe, and no disrespect to um, to our gorgeous men in the world, but women are the purchasing powerhouse of our world. Women have the ability to transform what is provided on the marketplace. When women stop buying, companies stop listening. listening. And it really is um, acknowledging that power and coming together in communities like you're creating to be able to stand for something much greater than ourselves, to stand for, imagine as a community uh, coming together and And that's what we're creating with what we're doing as well is this nearly a movement to health so that we can um, really impact uh, where we're heading as a society in relation to the rate of illness and that, that especially our children are experiencing.
0: I hope everybody enjoyed that. We certainly did. And, um, you know, when we think about uh, the power of one, we had this amazing opportunity to Meet with Professor Eunice and we videoed it. So that's on YouTube and it's on our website, Karen T. James. And um we didn't include our get on purpose action because we were just being, you know, respectful to Professor Eunice's run sheet. It just didn't fit in. So we're gonna do that now. But um I don't know, Nick, what what did you think of the whole experience with Professor Eunice? Yeah, it really does bring a podcast to life when you get to video it. And um to see Professor
3: Eunice in his calm state mm. and using very simple words for very complex um conundrums for this world was was is, is really a treat. But I guess the pressing question is, Karen, what was going on
0: with your hair? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> In the midst of all this hair. People have asked me about that. And uh, it, I do look a little disheveled. We started the day at 5am. We'd been through a lot. We'd had a lunch. You know, you heard it on the video. And so we had a comic debate. And we don't really talk about that in the podcast. But the comic debate was, you know, all about within three minutes, um, expressing how, you know, microfinance in the 70s was a crazy idea. And you know, you'd have to be crazy to do it. So you know, it was really some fun with that, and so I linked the idea that where you know the capital markets often chain us to quarterly results, and my whole thematic through my debate, which was funny, very funny, apparently, very funny. yeah, very, was about that, and and so I used the metaphor of the way we dress and the way we look to to uh, link that, and so I did a striptease in my debate, and I started with my hair. So when you look at the video, that. That kind of what looks like a bird's nest going on at the back of my head is actually a fake hairpiece given to me by my best friend that she thought I would be like wearing out. And I was like, I don't know. So, yeah, I took it off. It was like my little releases from the chains. Can we just also qualify that you didn't do a full strip tease? It was just from your suit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from my suit to my Bolognese dress. Although when we did strip in Melbourne, like the dress got caught and so the people behind me got a different view. Yeah, I yeah. just had to clarify
3: that because uh, <laughs> the visuals you get from um, thinking about uh, people on a podcast. But it was. It, it was absolutely just a different dimension bringing a podcast to life. So if you haven't seen it, it's on uh, com. So take a look at the podcast, Episode
0: 18 with Professor Eunice. It really does bring it to life. Yes. So the GOPA, as you know, the Get On Purpose Action, because this is about action, is really following on from um, Professor Eunice's looking at what's in your hand, the power of one. So the get on purpose action is what is your power? What's sitting in your hand? And I want to close with my favorite poem, which is from Marion Williamson, which is Our Deepest Fear. Many of you will know it. Um, And I think it's very important to consider Marion's words, when you think about Professor Eunice's words, because they kind of knit together, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. So look what's in your hand, know the power of one, and get on purpose. And remember, what you do matters. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Get On Purpose on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or follow us on Spotify. And feel free to leave a comment or review. We're always keen to hear from you. If you want to get in touch, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter as Karen T. James, and there's loads more information on our website, KarenTJames.com we've got our On Purpose Consulting where we can work with your organization to help you have your purpose, strategy, and execution defined and activated. We can also be there for you at a speaking environment or your conferences or anything else you need from us. Find us on Facebook and Instagram as On Purpose Hub.